Michael. Welcome to the Boxing Weekly, the boxing segment for the Fight Shed Podcast. We're this week covering March 23rd's box biggest boxing events and going to preview the biggest boxing events for this week, April. My name is Daniel. And I'm Alan. How was your weekend? Well, I have to tell you, Daniel, it was a manly weekend. <laughs> Why? Well, I actually entered a strongman competition because that's what manly men do, right? Yeah, yeah. I ended up getting fourth. Fourth? Yeah, I got wow. fourth. Strongman. Strongman. Yeah, wow. the strongman competition. Or, and you take your pick, I went to a pinball convention. So you, oh, this, it's one or the other. I have a choice yeah. then, huh? So you just huh. decide which one I did. I'm going to say, knowing you, a pinball <laughs> <laughs> yes, the nerd Allen is back. He went to a pinball festival convention in Frisco, Texas. Frisco, Texas. Absolutely. Um, how did that go, man? That sounds awesome. Yeah, so it's been on hiatus for two years uh, because of COVID. So uh, it actually snuck up on me. I didn't even know I was going until about a month ago. And, and a friend of mine who went to it asked, are you going? And I didn't even know. So I uh, went with one of my best friends who also enjoys that type of uh, fun. And it, it it's not what you think. Yeah. There's not eight people with four pinball machines trying to yeah, play pinball, yeah, right? Yeah. This is like over 500 pinball machines. Dang. Uh, all the, the classic games like Centipede, Joust, Galaga, things of that nature. And, you know, if you own one of these, you bring it, you get in the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it's all you can play for like 75 bucks. Wow. Right? Wow. Yeah. And there's over a thousand people that go to this thing. So pinball, you know, standing there and flicking the sides of the with the buttons, right? And yeah. You know, pinball. Pinball yeah. pinball. Like pinball. Nineteen eighties pinball. Nineteen eighty pinball, right? Where you know, the first year I went was two thousand seventeen and I was just hitting both flippers at the same time. Oh yeah. Right? Just yeah. trying to, yeah. to hit it and keep it keep it from sinking down the hole. Now I actually can, you know, hold the ball in one of the flipper and flip it over the other oh, side. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still not professional. Oh you know? no. So did you is there um so this is like a national convention? Or this is nas- Texas Pinball Convention. Texas Pinball Convention. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's a national convention. There's national. There, You know, e- each state has a, has a convention and whatnot. Wow. Um, and then the people, when they come and bring their pinball machine, yeah. you, it's like a swap meet. You can swap for other ones. You can sell your machine and whatnot. Wow. And these, these, you know, these machines aren't, you know, cheap. I can't I can't imagine that they're not. Yeah, there's so much the upkeep. I'm sure too. Yeah, and and they range from. I mean, you could get a 1960s and 1950s are out there. You could get those for three grand, but I I played on one called the Getaway, and it was eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand, and they let you play on it. And they let us play on. It. Wow. Yeah. So very very fun. I even brought a new friend along with me who is wasn't wasn't interested at all, and he was just fascinated at. Just well, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you have an awesome time. I did Frisco, have a, Texas, Frisco, next year. Texas, yes. You're going to try to do this every year then, huh? Absolutely. I, continue on that. Well, so awesome. how was your weekend? My weekend was was manly. was a manly weekend. Oh, it really was a manly <laughs> yeah. weekend. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, I painted my uh, my shed. Your shed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I painted it. And this shed? Uh, this one right here, the fight shed. The fight shed yeah, podcast. I painted the fight shed. Why is it pink now? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What? So what? So you fresh coat of paint or? Um. Well, no. It's um. It's a brand new color. Okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a lighter color. But I th- my wife is saying she don't like it, so I'm gonna have to repaint it again. Are you kidding me? No. You no. didn't get pre-approval on the paint? No. She she's she picked it, but she didn't like what she picked. So we're gonna do something different. 
you didn't paint the whole thing, did you? I yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I did paint the whole. You thing. didn't paint one wall and just say, "Hey, look." No, my kids had a bake sale for the for their school. Nice. So during that time, I was like, "I'm just gonna paint the house," and or the the little shed. shed. And uh, when she came back, she's like, eh, "Do you like it?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's it's okay." How long did it take for you to paint the shed? About three and a half hours. Oh, maybe. that's not bad. Not too bad. No, okay. No. Very no. good. And I didn't really do the edges or anything like that. I just base like the a good yeah. coat and um I was gonna I'm gonna paint the edges later. But then now um I had to redo it. So we still could get like a bright yellow or we a still pink, could. Right? That, that's still a hot pink. That's still on the table. Okay. Yeah, nice. it's still on the table. And then um Sunday, um uh-huh. we we normally go visit my father in, in here in San Angelo. Okay. And um my kids love going over there because he has all these types of animals and he like uh, he used to have a cow in the middle of the city limits. Oh my gosh. He has chickens. He has dogs. They're still tied up to trees. I mean, oh he does. You know, they're not supposed to. But yeah, yeah. But we go over there, and, and you know, my kids just love being out there. So that's what we did on Sunday. Just kind of hang out with family. Well, cool. Um, and, but that's it. And watch some boxing. And somewhere in the middle, there's a couple exciting boxing matches. Well, let's just jump right in to March 23rd. Um, the boxing recap of Kiko Martinez versus Josh Warrington, number two, live from Leeds, Yorkshire, United Kingdom, on the Zone app. Um, this was a featherweight bout. Yeah, we knew going into this, it was going to be a war for both men wanting to win and keep that IBF belt. Yeah, that IBF title was on the line. Um, man, it, it started off uh, pretty exciting. Very exciting. I mean, Martinez gets knocked down the first round. First round. Um, you, you can attribute some of that to uh, some, some, not nerves, but for Josh Warrington. For uh, just the hype, that that the yeah. environment. Can you imagine the champion defending his title in enemy territory, right? In Leeds, doesn't happen very often. Doesn't but happen. And somehow, I'm hoping he got paid well to to go over there and do that, right? Josh Warrington um, comes in 31 and one and one. Uh, he regains his IBF title. Actually, gets a TKO in the seventh round. But there was a couple clashes of heads in between. There was lots of clashes of well, heads. Well, yeah, but two that really messed up Martinez. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he was developing cuts on both eyes, on the forehead. He was even uh, exchanging words with the ref who was ignoring it. It was it was kind kind of peculiar. Yes, and he was getting uh, kind of fussy, I guess, with the, the referee. Yeah. The referee wasn't doing anything. And, you know, he, he actually kind of hit after the bell a couple of times. Well, I was going to ask you that. So when he gets knocked down that first round, which I think he was really frustrated, mm-hmm. um, and then he hits a shot at him as they're parting at yeah, one point, yeah. and then, like you said, he hits a shot after the bell. Yeah. Do you think that was frustration on him, or he, that was legit? He just didn't know about the bell. And all it that. was frustration, and I believe because um, the referee didn't call the clash of heads in the first place yeah, and didn't call it that way. But, you know, in the end, we do have Warrington winning. That the title, back, yeah, getting getting it back, and he deserved he deserved it in seventh round because he was pouring it on. He the whole ra- match. Yeah. I mean, I kind of scored every single match here for Warrington, um, except the first round, right? Oh yeah, Martinez he did not that. Yeah. You're right. Yep. So yep. every single round um, yeah. up into the uh, you know leading up to the seventh round, um, Mar- uh, Warrington is now thirty one and one. Was ranked tenth now jumps up to number six in box rec rankings. Did you see the news about him afterwards? No, I didn't. What happened? So he came out and said he was fighting with a broken hand and jaw. Wow. wow. Now is that not a tough sob right there? Sure is. Yeah. 
so he came in with a broken jaw and oh, he got it during the fight oh during the fight yeah. oh yeah that's yeah. that's crazy mm-hmm. what do you think is next for uh warrington after his long layoff <laughs> well unif- unification bouts with the wba leo santana cruz maybe a wbc mark mazio though he that though he has a fight in july um or the guy in the ring after the fight, the WBA uh, champion Lee Wood. Um, I think any of those he should fight next. What do you think? Well, I didn't see I didn't see Lee Wood jump into the ring, so that'd be interesting to see to watch. Um, I have here maybe a trilogy of Mauricio Lada, where he has a loss and a draw against oh. Mauricio Lada. Lada just fought March third, okay. so that's a little good di- distance in between. Nice little layoff, and then maybe sometime midsummer have a nice trilogy fight. So they went to a draw, and then Warrington beat him the first time. No, Warren, he lost to Warrington. Warrington lost to uh, Lara, and this was before you had the belt or something. This something is, I think, major. that he lost the belt. Oh, I believe really? so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that would be an interesting fight, I think. I think so too. How about for Kiko Martinez, the unsung, you know, one of those um, unlikely champions that won the title against, I believe, Kate Galahad, knocking him out, and uh, he he goes forty three and eleven and two. 43 and 11. That's that's, that's an impressive fight. That's right? a lot of fights. Yeah. Well, I think he's a great fighter, and I believe he teeters on elite status, though he is 36. Um, I I think he could he could be an opponent for another one of those champions. I mean, I like that. Uh, what I have here uh-huh. is that maybe finding the f- number one contender, Luis Alberto Lopez, okay. who's the number one contender for the IBF. So the title that he just lost, maybe he fights the number one contender for that. And if you're the promoter, you're making an, an eliminator match? Yeah, something okay. sort of like in that in that realm. Yeah, definitely. So then it would be a trilogy fight for this one then too, right? Or no? Um, For this one? Well, so if they ran it back, Martinez Warrington, is this the first time they Oh, fought? yeah, the second time. Yeah, so, so, so if he wins that too. one, then come back and fight Because it'd be one and one, right? Yeah, one Okay. And one. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a couple trilogy fights set up for Warrington. Wow, that could be a very exciting year for him. Next up, we have um, a live on Showtime this ma- March 26th um, from Minneapolis, Minnesota in a super middleweight bout. Tim Tizu versus Terrell Gashua. Well, one fighter was looking for a big upset and almost did it early in the first almost round. First round. First round. Got that knockdown. He did. I think it, it surprised uh, Tizu for sure, didn't it? Well, we had 88% of our listeners pick Tizu. Yes. And um, only 12% pick Gashua. We had one. We, yeah, one, one, one person, person. Cho- chose him, right? right? Yep. Um, and that one person almost looked like a genius in the first sure round. Sure did, didn't right? it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, in, in the end, we do have a uh, decision win, a uh, majority decision win for Tim Tizu uh, and, in Minneapolis. Yeah, you know, Tizu's physicality and his come forward pressure, he dictated most of that fight after that was that knockdown. Yeah, definitely. I scored it maybe the, the first and second round for Gashua, but solid tens across the board for uh, Tim Tizu. In the end, the scores that for the judges, we had a really close judge. Don't we boxing. always? Always, right? <laughs> What's What else is new? 114-113 yep. for one. 116, 111, and 115, 112. So 114 and 113, that's that's cut, cutting it close. But I don't even know if I agree with the, the one the, that was 16, 116, 111. Hmm. I had it in my score sheet, 119, 108. I, I think he, you know, after that first knockdown, he I, I give him round one maybe after that. I mean, it was clearly 
Tizu's fight. All the way, the whole All match. All the way. Yeah. I mean, pressure. He had uh, Joshua on the ropes constantly. There were times when you could see the ref wanted to stop the fight on yeah. many occasions. Yeah, yeah definitely. And finally stopped it, you know, uh, which was good for him because he, he was not winning this fight. Yeah, definitely. So we do have the number one rated junior middleweight champion, uh, Tim Tizu, uh, scoring the one-sided 12-round unanimous decision from Minneapolis, Minnesota. What uh, do you think is next for him? He's at 21-0 now. You know, he fought at 168 in this fight, but he's actually ranked fifth in the super welterweight division at 124. Yeah. So either way, he I think he should fight for a championship at 154 or maybe fight an eliminator fight for a belt. Yeah, and I I, I said 15. He has 15 knockouts now. 15 knockouts. Yeah. Um, I have here, he's he's still ranked number three in the division for with box rec. I'm looking maybe the winner of the Charlo and um, Castano fight. I'm in for that, yes. That one? Yep. Uh, you know, or is it too soon? No, you don't think I so? I don't think it's, it's 21 and 0, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you, you said you've you so many times, 20 is kind of that threshold yeah, where true. you need to start looking for a, a championship fight, yeah. right? Uh, another name I have here is, I think, ranked maybe fourth is uh, Patrick Teixeira. And he's just another name out there yeah. uh, to maybe prove a little bit more of himself uh, against them. Because Gashua was not rate ranked right. in the division. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say journeyman. You know, what was his record before he was? Do you remember? Yeah, he he was uh, twenty two one and one. Wow, so he, he was pretty good too, I yeah. guess, but not ranked. Um, I just, I just don't know if that was the caliber that we're looking for right now for Tizu. Well, here's here's what's important about this fight for me, all right? To me, he showed you do what you do when you're an elite fighter and get knocked down on your butt early. Yeah. And how do you adjust? Do you come back in the fight? And that's what he did. He got up, fought his way to a win. I mean, hey, th- you're going to have those learning experiences. He learned from that, and I think he's going to be a stronger fighter out of this fight. Yeah, definitely. How about for Gashua? I mean, he is again. He's not ranked. Um, what do you think's next? Well, he's twenty-one and two and one. But in my opinion, he's clearly not an elite fighter for me. Um, as you had the guy in in the first round, and you didn't keep the pressure in and push forward for a possible upset. I think he needs to go back to the drawing board and take a look at that fight and learn from it. What do you think? Um, you know, again, I think I'm in agreement with you. You know, take take what what you learn from this fight, and then uh, move on to somebody else. Maybe, you know, maybe something else will come up. Uh, maybe, yeah. s- like a champion will need someone to fight or something like that, and then you'll you'll find lightning in the bottle or absolutely, something. Absolutely, absolutely. Two good fights. Great fights. I mean, yeah. Um, I can't imagine being the champion and trying to defend your title in enemy territory that just that doesn't happen very often right and this was the first time that tissue has fought in the united states so he's made he made a he almost made a crazy made a fool of himself right yeah <laughs> the first round but yeah but uh was very impressive afterwards he was very impressive i think he was in new york and i think after a uh, post fight he said that he would really like to fight again in the united states in las vegas oh yeah that's definitely well, like of course that's where the money's at that's right so yeah great weekend of fights um kind of sets up I guess a decent weekend. I mean, there's not too many big fights this weekend for April 2nd, but we are or we will be previewing one big fight. Um, And it's one of these names that a name that just popped up this past fall. Uh, Sandor Martin. Uh, He's fighting. 
Jose Felix Jr. on the Zone app on this this Saturday from Catalonia, Spain. Yeah, so this is a 12-round super lightweight division at 140 pounds. Josh Taylor is our current undisputed unified champion. Now, Sandor, Oscar Sandor Martin is 28 years old. He's 39-2 and two with 13 KOs. He's currently ranked 6th in the world. His last fight was a win by decision in the 10th round, October of last year, and he is on a 10-fight win streak. Now, Jose, Jose Teo, Felix is 29 years old. He's 39-5-1 with 30 KOs. He's ranked 125th in the world. Now, his last fight was a loss by decision August of last year, and he is 2-2 in his last four fights. Now, Martin is a minus 900 favorite, and Felix is a plus 550. Wow, that's some big odds right there. Sando Martin is from Catalonia, Spain. He stands at 5'7 with a 72-inch reach, fighting out of the southpaw fight stance. He made his boxing debut back in 2011. He has a 33% knockout rate, ranked 5th in the world by BoxRec. Notable wins come against Mikey Garcia, Joe Hughes, and Kaye Prosperi. Notable losses come against Anthony Gigit and Andre Lempinelli. Jose Felix Jr. is from Los Mochis, Sinaloa, Mexico. He stands at 5'8", 70-inch reach, fighting out of the orthodox fight stance. He made his debut back in 2009 with a 66% knockout rate. Boxrec has him ranked 126. Notable wins. Well, he has 35 wins. Um, I'm not going to say there's anybody notable because a lot of regional fights that he's fought. Um, but he does have notable losses against Tyron McKenna, who we just saw lost to uh, Regis Porgres a couple weeks ago, Isaac Cruz, and Marcos Aviasana. Who do you have? So Felix has a little bit of resume, but they're all losses. Is that what you're telling me? He sure does. Okay. Um, Isaac Cruz, he just fought Javante Davis. And Sandor Martin, he had a decision win last year, and it was an upset, right? A wasn't big it? upset. Mikey Garcia. Mikey right. Garcia, former champion. Well, you're asking me who I'm picking. Sander Martin won my heart with that upset last fall. He's now on a 10-fight win streak, man. You can't argue yeah, that at all. Fights. And I'm not going against the massive odds of minus 900. So give me Martin uh, by decision. Uh, definitely. I'm going to also have Martin by decision, too. Uh, that knockout rate doesn't speak to me as far as to get a TKO. So. No, not at all. Well, that's going to wrap up our boxing you know, preview for this week, April 2nd. Uh, there's not that many boxing uh, events this week. No, but we have uh, an exciting month coming up of some boxing, including a heavyweight bout. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then uh, I think next uh, couple weeks we do have Triple G back in action. Oh, that's going to be Japan, great, right? I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's going to be awesome. Let's just jump right into some boxing news. Okay, well, Shakur Stevenson, the undefeated 24-year-old Southpaw, still thinks he's the most talented boxer in the entire sport. If you are not talking allocates, he says, I am number one. Steven, who will oppose Oscar Valdez in a 130-bout title unification fight in April 30th. What do you think about him? His so he's says? saying he's still the most, the most exciting fighter out there right now. He's the most talented. Talented. Not exciting. Talented. Shakur Stevenson. Shakur. Talented. Yes. Um... You know what? If he's not the most, he will probably be the top three for sure. Okay. 
Well, I'm glad you said that, sir, because I have the top eight. Now, I'm going to tell you All if right. he's higher or lower. Okay. Okay? We'll go with number eight. Number eight, most talented. Now, this is a list from March of last year, but I couldn't find anything more current. Number eight, Tyson Fury. He's more talented than Tyson Fury? Oh, what? More talented than Tyson Fury? That's what he's saying. Oh, yeah. Is he? Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got to compare apples to apples, right? He's saying in boxing, no matter what <laughs> no division. No matter. Even Canelo Alvarez is going to be on this I list. I got there yet. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm just so, <laughs> Tyson Fury. All right. Number seven, Earl Smith Jr. I think he's okay. Uh, Lemacheco. Okay. No comment. Uh, <laughs> what about Tina Tio Fimo Lopez? Is he more talented than him? My goodness. Okay. Hold on. How about Alexander Usyk? More talented than that? My goodness. Okay. What about the monster himself, anyway? Wow. Okay, number two, Terrence Crawford. Is he more talented than that? <laughs> or, like you said, number one, is he more talented than Canelo Alvarez? Because that's what he says. That's okay. So I think, you know, I understand he's saying <laughs> all that, right? I know. But I think I'm pretty sure he's, hopefully, he's referring to his division because that's just, and then that's just crazy talk. It is crazy talk, isn't right? it? <laughs> Considering, right? And and he and he literally said, "I'm not talking about accolades." So he's yeah. not talking about wins, losses, you know, divisions, whatever. He's just saying, in he goes, he thinks he is the most talented boxer in the entire sport. Wow, it's big I'd, talk. Isn't that it? is big talk. Well, yeah. I mean, he hasn't lost yet. He so. hasn't lost yet, right? So the, Undefeated. The are out there. Yeah. Yeah. You got something? Yeah, def- definitely. Um, it looks like, according to Boxing News, uh, WBC lightweight champion Devin Haney has reportedly dropped Matchroom the Zone and signed to a multi-fight co-promotional pact with Top Rank and Debella Entertainment. Did you say Devin Haney? Devin Haney. So this means he's an ESPN fighter. But don't we have a fight for him coming up? So does that affect that fight? Um, I'm pretty sure it does. Maybe Devin Haney's no longer wasn't on a contract anymore. Well, mine. I, the last I saw is Combosa Jr. is fighting June 5th. Devin yeah, Haney still in is. Australia. Yep, still that still so, is. Okay, so maybe that's the last deal in that thing, or you think? Maybe it go- I don't know because it's mm. a ESPN pay per view, mm. so it's not a DAZN pay per view or anything like that. Okay, so yeah, that's fascinating. I wonder why he did that. More money, I'm sure. You and I think maybe the thing is that that's why he got the chose. Combosis chose him is because it was an easier deal to make. Easier if path. he signs up yeah. with ESPN. You or know what? That makes sense. Top rank. Well, speaking of Devin Haney, uh, trainer Teofimo Lopez Sr. predicts that George Combosa will lose his four lightweight titles in the upcoming match in, on June 5th to Devin Haney. What are your thoughts on that? Do you believe that or not? Oh, man. Well, he knows about Combosas. He fought Combosas, but he's never fought Devin Haney. So maybe he knows something that he knows now that he doesn't. <laughs> he didn't know then. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, but I just, you're, you're really high on Devin Haney. I mean, you like I like him. Devin Haney. Yeah. I like Devin Haney. But, I mean, I was I, – I told everybody – when we were talking about Combosos and, and Lopez, hey, I like Lopez, but watch out for Combosos. Combosos is a different guy. And different that was guy. not off the cuff. You yeah. said it several times. Several to watch times. Out. Several times. And so sometimes, you know, 
this is he's newfound fame uh Combosis may be a different fighter where heaven haney is hungry he's wanting more uh he wants that title out there yeah but i'm not saying that Combosis does is it doesn't want it either but i just i think i think that i think haney may have a little bit of edge as we speak right now yeah so and yeah. he so is maybe, go, but he's going into enemy territory that's true there, that's he? true and if it goes a decision, then it's bad news for Haney. Bad news for Haney. Um, but so, but maybe uh, Teofimo Teofimo Lopez is maybe onto something. Yep. Um, I know we said a couple of weeks ago that uh, the WBA was considering the, or people were calling for the WBA to cancel the Bevo Can- Canelo fight. Um, WBA has uh, decided that they're going to still push on for May seventh fight, and uh, regardless of. Um, the nationality, Bevo's nationality, and the, the the outcry and the protest for the Russian uh, so of the Russian fighter. That's why they were trying to cancel it because of Russia. Yeah, that's that's oh, pretty much boy. the the okay. the headline right there. Okay, so we're still we're still good right now. Yeah, and it just because um, former champions were calling for the WBA to do this. That's Vladimir right. Kitsch, Klitschko, you know, he's fighting the war yeah. literally out uh-huh. there, and he's the one that's uh, kind of calling out WBA. He's one of the the bigger voices calling them yeah, out. So, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, respect has to, has to go both ways, I believe, you know. And respect the game. Let the game continue. Let, let, even though there's a war going on, there should be something else to look forward to, right? Beevil didn't start the war. Yeah. Okay? And, He's not and, fighting the war. And, you know, we, we are very blessed to be in the United States. We don't always agree with our le- leaders. That doesn't mean it, it should look bad on you. You know, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I I agree with you. the 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 game or the fight game should continue. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of uh, Canelo Alvarez, I think uh, people are saying uh, proponents are saying that Canelo Alvarez waited until Triple G got old before he chose to fight him for the long-awaited trilogy match. Do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that's true? That's interesting because. Because Triple G is a little, about ten years older, I believe, um, than Canelo, and we do have quite a few people think that Triple G won both those fights. Yeah, that there's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's inter- interesting. I don't think he's he's afraid of Triple G. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, they fight in in November. Put this to bed. Yeah, you know, or September. I don't think Alvarez is is scared of anybody, but. There is a strategy to everything in life, and hey, look, you know, if I need to wait to get him a little older and slower, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad strategy. I no. don't think it's it's, it's not him. cheating. It's, it's not really cheating. So, yeah, I thought it was very interesting too. Um, one last thing I do have for me, uh, I also watched a lo- another boxing match this past weekend. It okay. was it was um, Jeremiah Nakathila versus a uh, former champion Miguel Burchelt. Burchelt was at one point on a on a row, uh, considered one of the top um, lightweight champions out there. He was devastatingly knocked out in October. It okay. was a terrible knockout. He tried to make a comeback this past weekend. Okay, good. No, it was a terrible. Oh, he no. still didn't look the same. He oh, was no. very slow uh, with Burchelt, meaning Burchelt. Um, Nicotilla finally ending the fight in the sixth round with a uh, TKO. Um, they called it at the stool. Like the referee said, so I'm not going to watch any more of this. Okay. I'm done. It's very unfortunate because it was a very scary knockout last year. Okay. He, he landed flat on his face. And um, he didn't even know. He, he woke up, technically woke up 
got to senses in the ambulance because he was asking his wife what happened where am i did i lose and he's like i got knocked out didn't i and so yeah it was it was a terrible knockout and like they say sometimes you never are the same after a big yeah. knockout like that 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 your 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 chin that is a steel chin turns into glass right yeah definitely one time once you're knocked out you're susceptible to be knocked out again was he even close in this match? Never, he ever close. Ever, he, the speed wasn't there. Nothing was there anymore. I mean, I just didn't see him. It wasn't the old fighter that you... It wasn't the okay. old Miguel Perchelt. Okay. I just, I, over the past few years, I grew to really enjoy watching the fights because they, he was giving the devastating knockouts. So if you're his promoter, are you telling him to reconsider fighting anymore? What, what, did, you, what, what did you get out of that? Um, I would reconsider. Okay, you know the fight. You know he's he's had a great career. He, he right now he's thirty eight and three with thirty four KOs. So okay, like an eighty percent, almost ninety percent knockout rate. Um, but it's just those couple devastating knockouts. And his opponent was is is he worthy of moving forward? He wasn't even really a. a an I mean, he fighter. was good. He's twenty three and two. Okay. I believe he lost to Shakur Stevenson. Uh, a couple months ago, the greatest boxer ever. Right yeah, now, the right? greatest <laughs> boxer ever. <laughs> right. And um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to see Burchell out there again. And if it is, maybe against a very lower caliber fighter. Yeah. So, um, but you know, uh, thankfully the referee stepped stepped in and decided that I'm not going to see anymore because he was getting pieced up every round. I'm assuming when you turned that that fight on to watch, you didn't expect him to continue oh, down I, that. I was right? expecting. I mean, I had some yeah. roses ready to go. I had some. <laughs> I was getting my. I had my tacos there. Yeah. Got the food. I just got. Oh, I'm gonna watch Miguel Burchell. Yeah. Right. No, I was. Uh, I, it, it made the the roses tacos. No, oh, no. Uh, not taste as well. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Do you have anything else? I got one more thing. It's All a right. lighter note. So, Thriller, one of the promotions, yeah. has acquired the Pillow Fighting Championship. Interesting. It's a family-friendly competitive sport of pillow fighting that features matches with strict rules, specialized pillow, and opponents skilled in martial arts and boxing. However, the PFC is not only for adults. Parents can sign up their children to per- participate in these events. So, so what do you think about them having pillow fighting? Have you been hit? Have you ever been hit by a pillow, like a pillow fight? Not in a long hit? time. Yeah, those this can hurt. They can hurt, right? Right, right. I think. Yeah. They, I mean, you don't have any protection, or I mean, you might get your eye poked, or scraped, or scratched, yep. or you know, it's it's a different feel, and probably it's closer to the boxing punch with enough power. Yeah, absolutely. Like and they like say a, they have a, a specialized pillow, right? Well, if they have it, yeah, I wonder. I wonder how that works out too. I don't know. It's not like a regular uh, uh, feather pillow or anything like that. Well, it's interesting because now that they purchased them, they also have announced buying a huge stake in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, and they had recent uh, acquisitions with the purchase of Fight. So they're starting to make some moves. Yeah, true. You know? It's not not that one uh, that one pay per view crazy with crazy yeah. shows and and uh, spectacles that they yeah. that normally I guess you would relate it to. They're right? they're definitely a promotion to watch over the year. I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's all I have. Well, all right. Well, that brings us to our weekly recap, our pick'em leagues. Um, do we have an update for what's going? Well, on? Well, we have an update for boxing. Sure. Uh, 
you actually went two and zero oh okay. in boxing, and I actually went one and one. I I had picked Martinez. Oh yeah, that's right. That's, yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. Yep. Well, good. Well, good. That that means I'm gonna gain a little bit of ground. Hopefully. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, all right, guys. That wraps up our boxing week for the Fight Shed Podcast. And be sure to follow us on on Facebook uh, so for some updates and for news stories and things like that. Absolutely. We're always updating late and breaking information of boxing on Instagram and Facebook. Well, we appreciate you supporting us. We appreciate you listening to us. That's it for this week. Be sure to catch us on the MMA segment that should be out right now. You know, after you listen to this, just go ahead and download the MMA podcast. My name is Daniel. And I'm Alan. And we'll see you next week. Keep your hands up. And happy fighting.